listening to the Modern Horrors Podcast Network. Today's episode of Final Girls Horrorcast is brought to you by Matt N., Al White, Charles, Watch for Zombies, and Dango. and thanks for joining us on the 215th episode of Final Girls Horrorcast, the show where we discuss some of the horror, thriller, and sci-fi movies currently available on your favorite streaming sites. I'm Amy. And I'm Carly. And today we're also joined by honorary final girl, Al White. Welcome back, Al. Hey, hey. Hello. Hey, hey. I just want to confirm, I'm not the Al White actor from the films Airplane, Airplane 2, and Back to the Future. Nobody was confusing you for that, Al White. Do, do you prefer to go by AT? Should I call you AT? I've literally no, never called you that in my entire life. I know. People have started to call me AT and it makes me regret the split decision we made before we sent out the credits <laughs> for my film because literally because this other Al White is, is I'm never going to beat him on IMDb. So my manager was like, let's have a different name. And we just were like, I didn't want a fake name. So so what are so we calling you today? Pick one. You can, you can call me anything you want, Amy. Okay, douchebag. So, <laughs> um... <laughs> Starting with a bang. Sold. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. That was rude. She's You're not a guest. sorry. Thank you for having You're me You're a back. guest and I'm being am I, rude. Am I, I just apologize. here because I sponsored this episode? Is that <laughs> totally the reason? sponsored the episode too. I'm just <laughs> being fuck? a dick. <laughs> sorry. Okay. For this week's episode, uh, The Wheel of Terror selected two more films for us to discuss. The Dark and the Wicked and Carly's long-weighted uh, favorite urban legend. It really is. I'm so excited for this episode. <laughs> Especially uh, talking to two people who I know just probably loved it so much. Oh my God, um, so much. <laughs> as a reminder, we do tend to spoil movies, so continue at your own risk. Urban Legend is streaming on Tubby TV, and The Dark and the Wicked is up on Shudder, so make sure you check those out before continuing if you are a spoiler-sensitive listener. Thanks, Carly. I am. Hey. I am. Anytime. There's, that's your warning, everybody. That's my caution. My cautionary warning. I think... Can I leave? I don't like spoilers. I don't think that you can really spoil these movies too much, though. I guess maybe Urban Legend you can. Yeah, you can't yeah. spoil the Doc and the Wicked. Yeah. True. I don't think so. <laughs> I really don't think so. No. No, I don't either. Okay. <laughs> Okay, uh, but before we jump into today's films, let's get started with the segment that we like to call... Trailer Trash Talk. Today's trailer is Don't Let Her In. It had an April 30th release date. I guess it already passed, but making an exception uh, because Al loves this trailer so much. Uh, it's written and directed by Ted Nicolau, who previously wrote and directed Terror Vision uh, and Puppet Master versus Demonic Toys. The IMDb summary is when an attractive young couple rents out a room in their spacious loft to an eccentric, eccentric female, God, sorry. She's beautiful. Eccentric, beautiful female. There's just so many words that don't need to be there. Uh, beautiful <laughs> female artist. They soon live to regret it. Slowly but surely, their seductive new tenant invades their minds, their beds, and the very fabric of their lives. When I went to YouTube to watch a trailer for this, it was classified as sexy horror. Oh, <laughs> erotic oh, horror, a genre if you will. I'm not, I'm right. not I love how this says the fabric of their lives, because that makes me think of the cotton commercial. Same. Uh, the touch, 
the feel the of cotton, the fabric of their lives. Sorry. Cheers. Which has a better script than this trailer. Did you guys have that song in, in England? No, oh. we don't have any television. So you had no idea song. what I was just singing, is basically what No, but I enjoyed it. Okay, thanks. <laughs> I do take umbrage with you saying this film was written and directed, because I'm not convinced from the trailer. You know what, Al? So. You're being rude. <laughs> sure. <laughs> this looks like it was filmed at the New Girl apartment. It does look like it was it filmed really at the New Girl That's all I could think of when I watched this. Okay, Where's so that was my I, favorite thing about it was that I want to I want that apartment. So like before Al completely trashes this because he's going to, but <laughs> well, thanks. You, Just you speak are. for me. Well, you are. Uh, I'm excited because I think this is the first full moon feature in about 15 years that makes me excited to watch it and not because it looks good but it looks good like a full moon feature does <laughs> i didn't fair. even know full moon was still doing movies i no. and again i question if i would call this did you movie. ever see castle freak yes well that's full moon do you like castle yeah. freak no but, but do you like Castle was, Freak was, in the way that you're supposed to like Castle Freak? Yeah, in terms of like, it's a movie, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like, it exists, there was a script, it was edited, it was put to celluloid, like, there was some effort that was put into it. I'm not, oh. I got to, I will tell you what, just looking at this writer-director's work on IMDb, some of the posters from his 90s and 80s work are amazing. There are some awesome posters going on. Subspecies and Vampire Journals. I see, t- I see Terror Vision up everywhere. I haven't seen it personally, but I think that's a well-known one. Mm-hmm. I've never no, seen it. No, it might be great. This movie might be great. This trailer. I think the trailer looks great. fun. She's witchy. Okay. She's doing witchy stuff. She's got a creepy demon face. What's not to love about that? Why are you being so All picky? All the things she just said. <laughs> <laughs> Literally every word you just said. All right, let's let's hear from Carly. Carly, what do you think about this trailer? I think it's a movie that we'll watch and have fun talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay, you guys, Full Moon did like Ginger Dead Man, so like, mm-hmm. I think yep. in terms of that, like this is a like this is this is like. So I think up, my assessment the is the upward fair. side of the downward side of where they've been. Like I think no, but that that's worse. For, like that upsets me more. Like mm-hmm. it's like Gingerbread, Ginger Dead Man is like is obviously terrible celebratory trash, and that's totally fine by me. But something like this is like it. It felt like they were trying to play it for real, and that is inexcusable. I don't think <laughs> like, that's it's just true. Make trash, then have fun with it. I don't think that's true. I don't think they're trying to make trash. I think they're trying to make fun horror. It's not the same thing as making Ginger Dead Man, in my opinion. Like Ginger no, Dead Man is, is exists to be Ginger Dead Man. Yes. Which has an We're audience for thing. sure. I'm not the audience, but it has an audience. There's people that love Ginger Dead Man. But like this just seems reminiscent of like old school full moon that's just fun. Like maybe they're 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 trying to have like an actual storyline. It's a little risque and it's a little it's campy and fun. Like I am down for that. You're making me feel very awkward and insecure because I'm apparently being terrible to a movie that is obviously terrible. I don't think you're being terrible. terrible. You're being honest. And I wouldn't think that this is in your wheelhouse anyway. This isn't. 
I'm, but I'm really I, glad hey, you're look, on this I'm episode. I'm all up for a sexy horror. I just rewatched the cat people. <laughs> I'm all for it. Al's a fan of sexy horror. This yeah. is just not his pick. What's your favorite sexy horror, Al? <laughs> oh, that's a good question. Because whatever my answer is, I get in trouble somehow. Why? On the Why? No, you wouldn't. <laughs> no, you wouldn't. Unless you say like They're Last House on the Left or something. Films. And then we might have some problems. <laughs> I spit on your grave, Pop. Jeez. Um, I, don't, I don't know. Jeez. That's a good list. I'll have to think of that list. But that's the problem. It's like, what is sexy? What is actually? Because sexy horror means you find it sexy. Yes. Or is it sexy horror? Because they're trying to be sexy, even if it's not at all sexy. I think the first one you said oh interesting <laughs> then i'm not comfortable with this line of <laughs> that's fair that's fair i don't know i want to see it i don't think it's going to be a masterpiece but i think it looks fun and i want to watch it i think i will literally pay you money if i don't have to watch this. you don't have to watch it no we all right, take the you. money that's true we'll take <laughs> the already, money i sponsored this episode all right <laughs> Carly, what more do you want from me fair, you can fair. sponsor that episode too you can sponsor any episode you like <laughs> i will sponsor you to not <laughs> let, have, let make me have to listen to you both talk about that movie okay. actually I, i'll tell you what that's one of those movies where it's like definitely there are all these like shows from your podcast other podcasts i listen to where the films that i will never watch but i really enjoy listening to people talk about them and that's probably one of those films i'll enjoy listening to you both talk about well, there it. there you go i think it'll be a fun conversation it's gotta be. There's had, no way. I had fun just watching the trailer. I can't get. I was like, okay. "Oh man, <laughs> they made it," and I'm gonna I, watch it probably. I mean, I'm a sucker for some witchy stuff. So it's a bit where she's literally just like she's el- they they see her in the living room at night and she's just elbows out, just saying gibberish. She was doing be scary. witchcraft in sure. her loft bedroom. Elbows up is the first indication of witchcraft. If you're looking for a roommate and they say, and you ask them for roommate references and they just give you a wad of money, like, sorry, that's on you if they end up being a scary (laughs) demon witch. Like, that's that's your fault. I also hope the trailer's edited out of order because they have like three scenes of her like crawling into bed with the girlfriend, them like going to like have sex with each other or make out or something, and then later cut to the girlfriend turned to a boyfriend and saying, I saw how you looked at her. <laughs> Getting I like, don't spoiler alert. know how you could possibly say that that's out of order. <laughs> you don't know. You never saw this movie. You act like you know stuff about it. I feel like I kind of saw it just from the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> but again that apartment fantastic oh my, my it, review for like the bricked apartment yes. is great and you i know, want to know presumably one of them owns it otherwise they wouldn't have filmed it when so. i was younger i thought i would come across more loft apartments in my lifetime it's the biggest lie that TV it's tells us. Really it's the second biggest. The biggest lie is that you can punch someone in the face and they're fine after being knocked out and not <laughs> mentally damaged. But the second biggest are the apartments we can all afford in main cities and across America. Yeah, I mean, I just really... Well, I grew, I grew up in New York State and I just always thought I would move to New York City and live in an amazing loft apartment. And, um, you so know, much. I think I just happened. watched St. Emil's Fire too many times as a kid. I just thought that was a thing that happened. I could be an artist in a loft, and that was a thing that people just did. I have no artistic talent, mind you. I just figured that that'd be something I would I got to do when I grew up. 
like a present like you're grown up here you go yeah it's like loft you don't apartment in the city you don't need money to be an artist and live no. in a loft apartment no. in new york city hey they don't in friends there's just a throwaway line about yeah my grandmother something we don't yeah know. with the anyway, huge slide door <laughs> yeah it's great. that's important yep Okay. Are we ready to move forward? Let's move forward. Carly, what are we talking about first today? I only like regressing. It's true. That's what we do. We are going to be speaking about The Dark and the Wicked from 2020, written and directed by Brian Bertino, uh, who did The Strangers and The Monster. The IMDb summary is, on a secluded farm in a nondescript rural town, a man is slowly dying. His family gathers to mourn and soon a darkness grows, marked by waking nightmares and a growing sense that something evil is taking over the family. Oh, is that what this is about? Surprise. Oh, exciting. I was so excited. I, you know, so when you asked if I could do this show, I was really excited because Urban Legend is one that we'll get to in a bit. But I've covered that before for good reason on my show. But The Dark and the Wicked was one I hadn't seen, uh, but I kept hearing really good things about it. And I like this director. And I always find something to like in all of his work. So I was genuinely really, really excited to watch it. So we'll see how that goes. I was going to say, tell us your thoughts and feelings. (laughs) No, no, please. You first. I'm I'm genuinely (laughs) But you're our guest, Al. Oh, thank you. Just you nothing, to nothing to say. Nothing, that's it. <laughs> um, my, okay, my overall feelings before we get into it. Like, I was, this is one of those bewildering films that I kind of, as someone who's trying to make movies, I want to study this movie. You don't have to say trying to make movies. You made a fucking movie that people have seen. Yeah, okay. And well, like. Sure. Okay. <laughs> I'm trying to make movies that I would like in okay. the future, I hope. And I want to study movies like this because it's a movie where I look at it and it's like, it's handsomely shot. I like the editing decisions a lot of the time. I like if I just listen to a scene of the score, I really like it. No one's acting badly in it. Like all of this stuff. Um, I love, I'm like, I love just somber, you know, atmospheres and like just the mood, like in the place that it is for this movie. And yet nothing about this film worked for me at all. Like it was just, I, I found it, I was so bored through this movie and I kept feeling like I was missing a crucial piece of information that was going to come later. I kept feeling like these two siblings, clearly something happened to them when they were kids or they know something that we're not being told yet. And I was being frustrated just by that. Cause I was like, this is definitely one of those movies that's going to reveal some information later and you're going to go, well, that's a fucking cheat. Why didn't you tell me that to begin with? So I'm on the journey with them. And then it didn't even do that. No. It just stops. And critics really seem to love this film. So I was really excited and I was really shocked because, yeah, you show me one scene from this movie and I'm like, that looks like right up my alley. But you show it to me as a movie and I'm like, this is too one note and I need some, like, I need a better story and I need a better ending and I need chains of mood because it's just one thing. Yeah. The I th- entire film. I think you're totally right. I, um, it's a writing problem. 100%. I think it looks great. Um, I think the horror imagery is fantastic. I, I don't have a problem with the way this movie looks or the, the physical, things happening in this movie but the story it just doesn't exist they forgot (laughs) it's like a series of cool looking horror things that someone thought of but they forgot to like write characters and a real story um which is unfortunate and i think you know there's a lot of movies 
like this coming out that have are really beautiful and have some creepy imagery, but just like don't have a story. And for some reason, they're like still getting decent reviews because um, they're just considered quote unquote understated or something. And that's somewhat acceptable, I guess, right now. I don't think it's acceptable, though. <laughs> I think this is really lazy writing. Um, but like I said, it's beautiful. So it's frustrating. Um to watch something like this. Um, but I mean, let's think about these other films that that Brian Bertino has given us. Okay, we have The Strangers. Do we have strong characters and a strong story in The Strangers? Like, no, Strangers is a very popular movie that people love and think is terrifying, and I'm one of those people. But we don't have a very strong story. We don't have any reason or purpose for what those people are doing, and that's part of why people like it, because it makes it creepier. But then... And the monster, which Carly absolutely hates, if I remember correctly. I didn't like it. I don't remember yeah. why I don't like it, because I blocked it from my memory. Because it's the same kind of thing, Carly. It's There's just not, there's no character development, and there's no, there's nothing really, it's offering, there's nothing it's really offering story-wise. Story wise, a lot of what we're getting is imagery mm-hmm. and, and things of that nature, which work well, but that's really all that's working well. I remember being like, why am I here? What am I yeah. watching? Yeah. I mean, and you're, you're skipping over his found footage movie, Mockingbird, which was... Oh, I didn't see that. That's I didn't see it why I did that. It's fine. Um, <laughs> Is it the, the same kind of thing, though? Is that also an issue in that movie? Well, this is the thing. Like, I really like, I like him, and I'm definitely interested in sure. anything he makes, and this movie doesn't stop me from being interested, but I'm just intrigued if he's ever going to nail it in the same way. Because this is the thing. You talk about that with The Strangers, and I don't think you're wrong. But The Strangers has engaging characters that we can identify with and mm-hmm. we're on the journey with them. And the monster, I think, has a lot of problems, but it has characters that we're on the literal journey with them. This movie, I was never on the journey with the brother and sister. We're brought in at a point where it's like, I don't understand really what's going on here. Um, again, it felt like we're missing some information. And then they find out in the first, at the end of the first act, they're both on board with, yep, spooky shit's happening. We've both seen it. There's no doubt about it. And then for the rest of the movie, do nothing about it. Like, what should we do? I don't know. Just sit here and look mopey. I'm just going like, to leave. Yeah. It's like, but, and, and, but it's like just... You know, they get a doctor over at one point to talk about, and he's like, well, we can't move your father. Well, the doctor's not there. So fucking move your dad if you want to, you know, or like go and like read a book or go and talk to some people and get someone, a normal spooky movie would get someone into the house to try and see, well, what's going on here? They don't seem to care. Mm-hmm. So I don't care. Even like the nurse um, who comes in every day, she's just like, yeah. this stuff is happening and I don't have a problem with it because I'm going to show up every day. That was a lost opportunity right there with I her. agree. I agree. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I just think, I just feel, I agree with you. I've just been shocked now to go through and look at his movies and learn that he did write them all. Because normally to me, this feels like, oh, okay, maybe he didn't, he wasn't the only writer on his other films. And this yeah. is his first time writing it. Um, but no, he wrote all of his other films. Um, so I I'm think that maybe he, like, I think as a director, he's great. I mean, I, yes. I'm not a director, but I think directing wise, this is fantastic. This is to me, 100% a, a writing issue. 100%. I don't have any issue with anything else. Uh, Al, you might be a little bit more knowledgeable about the filmmaking process in terms of photography and, and directing wise. Um, but to me, this is, do you, I mean, I'm, I'm honest, I'm honestly interested in your opinion on that. 
Oh, with the, yeah, no, this looks like I'm, I was trying to find a budget and I can't find it. Like this looks like a gorgeous, cheap movie, which I think is great. And the, the, the when I, and I, that's not a disparaging remark at all. Like no. I love, like, I, I think actually I find much more benefit for horror to look like it didn't have quite enough money and they did, they used it really smartly than to have too much money. Because once a horror film looks glossy, and we might get to that later in this very episode, it's a different type of horror. Mm-hmm. Um, it can't feel quite as earthy and, and grounded. Um, but so yeah, I, I agree with you. I think this movie looks great. I think he does a good job directing most of the scenes. There are some bits which don't work. Um, but yeah, it's all the writing. And this to me is like if someone gave you a script and you read it and you go, well, none of this makes sense. And there's no ending and there's no resolution. And there's no like, it doesn't even feel like the information is buried here somewhere. It just feels like a shrug of horror tropes that we've seen before. And then someone went, well, we're not allowed to change it. So let's just do the best we can. And I think they did the best they can. Like they really do. Yeah. I wonder like, how he might work with a picking up at someone else's script, you know, and directing mm-hmm. doing that. I'd be interested to watch that because I, like I said, I, I like the strangers. I think it works really well, but I think it's kind of a one-off with this kind of journey. Like, I don't think I you think can that, write all your movies like that. <laughs> no. Well, I think the strangers. So like I personally, I, I understand like the strangers don't really have a story. Like the, the, the strangers themselves, the people that come in and murder. But we do have a backstory with our two main characters there that Al's right. Like we go on a journey with them. We know where they came from. We know why they're there. We know where they're going. We, we, we're literally experiencing this night with them, which is why that movie works so well because you're there you feel like you're invested in these two people that you at first thought were like this happy couple and then you come to realize oh things are not going so well here like i get it um whereas the monster and this movie which i'd seen this movie before and i liked it when i first saw it but i didn't remember anything about it upon this viewing um when i was watching like some things came back but i found myself really bored this time and I think it is because they're like, you're right, there's not really any story here. Um, there's a lot of spooky moments back to back. There's a lot of really haunting imagery. There's a lot of creepy things happening. But when you like step back and look at the big picture, what the fuck is going on? Like, I don't know. And it even ends super abruptly. And it, you're like, well, and okay. it's frustrating. Yeah. Right. Because we have these really great images um there's some really effective scares but they would be a lot more effective if i cared about my characters and knew what the fuck was going on (laughs) around exactly so that's why it's so frustrating is because it looks great we have these fantastic scares there's some really creative scares that i haven't seen um that i was into and and yet you know it's left us like kind of it's more depressing almost because we have these scares wasted with nothing to really back it up unfortunately um yeah yeah it's a very like he he, like with all of his films likes to do stuff to do with familial dysfunction in some way like there's something going on whether it's a couple about to get divorced or in the monster, oh, what's going on in the monster? Are they getting divorced actually? Was it on the drive? Is it just a mother and daughter? It's just a mother and daughter. Yeah, but this. There's some really, it comes from like there's an emotional thing that's just happened, which is why there's like this really, they're not like a happy, they're never happy families. There's always something that's just happened that means they're in a place of emotional distrust and of difficulty. 
Um, so I appreciate that because I think he, he has the right instincts with it all. Um, but I keep all the, all the critics are read over this. Like they bring up hereditary and they bring up the witch and I'm just like, I don't, I don't, you know, the hereditary has energy and has like humor in points and then terror and like, you know, all these sort of different things going on. Um, the witch even has like, like I'm one of those few people who doesn't like that movie, mm-hmm. but I, I respect that movie. You know, like I, it's doing things and there are character arcs and there are moments that will shock you and surprise you. This is just like, it's it's as if everybody's asleep for the whole movie. Yeah. Yeah. I just like, there's no, there's nothing. They're characters, I guess, but like, they're not actual characters. Like there's nothing about them where I can be like, oh, this character's like this. They're, they're not, there's nothing. There's nothing happening with them other no. than them being scared and and like one of my new pet peeves in horror movies because i feel like a lot of the movies we've seen recently do do this if a character says i'm scared i'm immediately upset like (laughs) (laughs) of course you're scared like it's a horror movie why just show me you're scared why is that a why is that a fucking line of dialogue (laughs) like no no and i feel like a lot of movies are doing this right now what do you why why is that that shouldn't be a line of dialogue that shouldn't ever in a horror movie unless it's like a little kid or something i don't even then uh it's weird it's a weird line of dialogue and and it's frustrating even because again i feel the actors are doing good jobs of what they've got absolutely um and i love the fact that we have a lead woman who's a fucking woman yeah. <laughs> it's not you know normally it'd be like it, it'd be so tempting to be like oh we're bringing people back all right we'll have the grown-up brother and then let's have like the 21 year old girl <laughs> who's coming back or something you know right. it was so refreshing to see these look like real people yeah they're acting like real people in remorse at the beginning mm-hmm. and then shit happens so they should change and they don't they just stay the same yeah and this um, brother is a fucking nightmare like like they're they're not likable in any way. Like there's no dialogue that makes me think, oh, that's relatable. If my he brother treated just, me like that, I'd be pissed. He like, is the worst. Seriously, what a fucking monster! No. Well, for what reason in particular? Um, multiple reasons. He is basically, uh, since he gets there, not supportive. I mean, you're going through like your parents dying in front of you with your sibling there and like okay they probably don't have the best relationship but you would think that would kind of bring them together and he just kind of stands still like the whole time emotionless he doesn't believe her when she has shit going down and it's only till something happens to him that he's like oh i see things happening but he still doesn't acknowledge that something happened to her yeah even when something happens to him he only acknowledges that something happened to him and um i don't know he says that line of like oh yeah like it happened to me as well like i feel like once they share the information again like neither of the characters change his actions at all like even a little bit and then he just disappears he just Mm -hmm. leaves yeah he knows that like (laughs) that messed up shit's happening and he's like i left I, I like, like his ending. No, I, I, I agree with him disappearing. That's just interesting. Because like when I watched it with Katie and we both at the end were like much more engaged with him than with her, even though we wanted to be with her. But like he did some things. And I think it was just because like 
Yeah, I don't know. I just found it. I, what I, one of the things I liked about it was to show a brother and sister and how they can both go through grief in different ways and a very difficult situation in different but, ways. But, like, the only thing um, that he did was leave. No, no, well, I mean, let's be clear. I'm not going to stand up. Neither of them do anything. But I'm not going to, like, <laughs> I, there's no world where I'm going to say, like, she is better defined or more active as a character than he is. Like, I don't think that that is oh, true no. at all. No. Like, I think they're both just kind of flail in their own one note. This is how we mourn. Um, and now we've seen weird shit and we're not going to do much about it other than talk to one person once and that's it. Um, but no, like I, yeah, I don't, I'm not going to stand up for it. Because I don't really like I that can't. there's no other characters, really. Like, here's a character, just kidding, they're not real. Here's a character, just kidding, they don't exist. <laughs> That's what's so hard here, because you're like what? sitting there watching this movie, and you're like, I don't have anything to hold on to. Because yeah. I don't, I have all these moments, I have all these things being thrown at me that I can't, like, what the fuck is going on? Everybody's probably going to die because there's this like weird demon here, so why do I have to be invested? I don't, I'm well, bored. Except for there's and, and, spiders well, I, crawling out of people's eyes, and that makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> it's yeah, and then they've run a line later as if that's meant to mean something. Like <laughs> it, it's, it, but no, but this is the thing: it's like you have all this stuff, and it's like, okay, well, there's gonna. I've, all I felt was I'm frustrated with this, but it looks good, and there's going to be a payoff at the end, yes. and that's going to be annoying, but it'll be a payoff. And because it's like, who the fuck is this? priest who turned up but why the fuck when she rings him he's in chicago and isn't that person why does he then mention that he has a daughter who has the same name as her or whatever who like died or went missing or whatever well like none of this means it and then in your brain you're like oh were they adopted is there something weird going on here with satanic rituals when they're children like nothing oh like, that would have been, been a good idea that would have been a good idea there's just like a million things <laughs> that went through my brain of how this was going to end again because i'd read you know this similar to hereditary and hereditary spoilers for that movie has an ending where you realize oh there's something we're not being told here and this movie is thirsty for that. It's like something, like they're giving all these pieces as if the director, maybe he does, has a map of what's really going on, but there is not enough here to have any clue of what is actually going on. And they can't even keep things straight. Like the demons have white eyes and then suddenly have black eyes. It's like, it's just so random. And then at the end, get all bitey. It's like, I don't, <laughs> I don't know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> that so finger chopping scene is good though oh it's great like because you're like i know she's good. not chopping carrots anymore <laughs> it's good it's a good opening freaky i don't know why she's chopping stuff but she's always chopping stuff and then you know it's coming but mm-hmm. it's not the chopping of the fingers because they look like sausages that's normal <laughs> but like the continuing to chop after chopping is really good. Like that Treating them like scallions. Me, <laughs> that for me was like, I was drawn in. I was like, that's a good scare. That's a good opening freaky moment. Let's keep it going. Um, yeah, unfortunately. I, I was, I do, it, it's making me real angry that you keep saying people compare this to hereditary. hereditary. I find it very upsetting. <laughs> that's really frustrating. That people can compare this to hereditary no, because no, no, hereditary when you see something, you're like, so oh, this feels, better. and I hate using this word, but this feels elevated, but it's not. Like, this isn't thought out enough to no. like, be talking about the It's not the even on the same talk about. No. planet as hereditary. Um, yeah, and my problem is like, I like all these spooky moments, but nearly every single one of them, I'd write it down and go, oh, this is kind of, this is cool, like the finger moment, and then he would always go one 
extra bit which would diffuse it for me either like a shot that was just like now like you see the kind of demon sort of two or three times in a film including right at the beginning sitting Mm -hmm. amongst the sheep and goats and they edit it so quick they think your subconscious doesn't see it yeah but it's just like a bald dude just crouching like (laughs) he looks like a bald heavy meddler just crouching and that immediately was just like diffused and they keep doing that for me and with the fingers it was the same i thought it was really good until i see really up close a slow long shot without even a crunch of sound effect that they're just cutting through foam like it doesn't look there's no resistance to bone in there and i want that crunch you know totally um but yeah but uh, (laughs) this is how i came away from this i want want that crunch crunch. i want that crunch i want that bony crunch (laughs) the way this is going to sound really mean (laughs) and i feel bad about it because i don't like like again i think this director is really talented and i'm still very interested in anything he does next. absolutely but the way i felt about this movie as i came out of it is this is okay so we're about to have a glut of movies made during covid by some talented people a lot of people just were like we just need to make stuff and i know personally a lot of people who just did it in their own apartments and in their houses and did whatever they did could do to control covid environments for no money and some people that you'd be really shocked have done movies like this and hopefully we'll get to see them maybe they'll just decide i'm never going to release this who knows this movie to me makes perfect sense if at the end you find oh this was made under covid let's just have one location in the middle of nowhere have a bunch of people we don't have time to do the script we've got no money let's do the best we can and i'll be fucking great fucking awesome covid movie it looks beautiful you all got together and sure the script doesn't really work but under these conditions cool the I mean, fact that it isn't is it, upsetting to me it was made on his family farm i don't know what the um budget was for it but sure I mean, but I mean, it was pre-COVID. Like, well, yeah. I mean, it came out in 2020, so it exactly. had to have been. Um, and it's been four years since his last film. So again, I appreciate the struggles of time between movies, but that means you can get your script together. Like, you have time to get that script together how he wants it to be. Right. And I mean, I'm, none of us are are debating that he's not super talented as a director, as we have all said directing wise cinematography wise movie looks great um scare wise this is great there's just there's some serious character issues and story issues here um and i mean that's i mean i think that's fair i I, we don't like to shit talk directors but you know sometimes we have these issues and it's okay to talk about them Oh, yeah, yeah. No, no, yeah. don't get me wrong. I shit on my show. I shit talk to people a lot. Yeah. But that's just, it's my opinion, you know, and if I don't like something, it's my opinion. But I want everybody, look, the beauty nowadays is people out there. Someone will always loves something, you know, everything that's made. And this is a movie that a lot of people love, and that makes, makes me happy. It's like if they like this movie and they're getting joy out of it, then great. I want they people haven't to get more seen joy it twice. out of things. <laughs> I was I, one of those I people. I, I really liked this movie when I first saw it, and I think it was just because it was this series of uncomfortable moments and scares, one right after another. But upon rewatch, it was really just boring. And I, these, there were definitely tense moments, but like when you step back and you look at the the greater story, like you're just like, this doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. I could see how seeing this in a theater would oh. make you feel more favorable about it. Absolutely. Then, but who saw this but in just, a theater? Sitting in my but living room at like 6 a.m. we just spent like <laughs> half an hour talking about this. Oh, yeah, that's not a great time. <laughs> we just spent half an hour talking about this. And again, like we just briefly tried to. But we haven't talked anything about the story. When do you talk about our There's nothing. Not there's no story, story to discuss, dude. There's, but exactly, it it's like, exist. Just someone just tell me what, like, if you, if you have watched this movie and enjoy it, please 
DM me on Twitter, Mr. Al White, and tell me what happened in this movie. Like, what is the story? Would love because to know. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, on a secluded farm in a nondescript rural <laughs> town, a man is slowly dying. His family gathers to mourn, and soon a darkness grows, marked by waking nightmares and a growing sense of something evil is taking over the family. What is the darkness? What are the rules of the darkness? When did it turn up? Why has it come into their lives? What has it got to do with the dying father? Why is there a priest that turns up? Yeah, why? When she brings someone, do they say this other information? Why does everyone seem to know something, but no one is saying anything? What is the deal? Is that a real thing with the sheep goat farm where you have like the jangly jangly for they don't get out? On a secluded farm in a nondescript rural town, a, a man is slowly I dying. Think <laughs> that's that's what they have to keep them from getting out is a fence. Okay. I thought it was okay. to scare the wolves away. The jingle, the jingle jangle? <laughs> yes. The jingle jangle. The jingle jangles keep the wolves name. from coming in. Cool. Because I felt like it was like what they're meant to have, but then it just, it looked also like witchy to me. Like it looked yeah. like protection. It was frustrating well. too, because I feel like they distinctly say like, oh, she wasn't super religious. And all of a sudden it's like, okay, well then what the fuck happened? Mm-hmm. No, there's a how, lot of religious imagery and happen? phrases. <laughs> yeah. And it's like... I are feel we, this is the problem. I feel like he's trying to say something. I just I now want to know. Are, are we blaming the fact that they're not religious on this happening? Because that's the only assumption I can draw. But then why is the priest coming but not coming, but knowing but not knowing? Well, the priest actually never came, I exactly. guess. Exactly. Yeah. And lives like, in a completely different town somehow. Which has to mean something. That's it doesn't mean anything. Is there a director's something. cut that we need to see? I think okay. So Tell here's me what more, I, Brian. This is the assumption I drew from that. Not that I mean, and I'm jumping to conclusions a bit because I have to, but I, the, what I got from that is that the demon killed the priest. Did he say it was his daughter? How is he a priest yeah. with a daughter? First of all, I'm confused. Um, well, I don't know the rules. So, well, I do. I don't think they, I don't um, think usually they priests don't have children unless they become priests after oh, they so, have yeah. kids i Thank guess you. that's possible uh but the priest's daughter died so my guess is that this demon killed his daughter and then somehow connected the priest back to what's happening here so that she would call the priest and then traumatize the priest and then she'd also be confused this is a very sophisticated demon um <laughs> who has a to, to what to what goal do you know how like those old like crime murder mystery movies where they have the bulletin board with the string and the lines like that's what this demon did like he is connecting all these different people and then making them call each other and that's what i picture it's a smart demon Something like something has to initiate the demon and something has to tie it to this house yeah, or the family. Why? Why is he picking on this lady and the man? On a secluded farm in a nondescript rural town. <laughs> Amy, that's I literally a just went on Twitter. I was like, I'm going I'm to tweet at this director, but he's never tweeted. So he has a Twitter account, but he's never Brian, tweeted. Brian, no. tell he's us more. Tweet, buddy. I want to know. We got to figure it out. We have brain. questions. Okay. Your film is because beautiful. Like, Director's It's one cut. of those ones where I really wish there was a commentary. Because it's just like, I want to like hear your thoughts and understand what you're doing here. Because maybe I'll appreciate it Is more, there? Maybe there is. Maybe would, there's one I would coming. listen to it in a heartbeat. Would you? Tell me more. And then I'll okay. tell Shudder. I'll tell you about it. Uh, cool. I'll send Shudder an email right now. Sounds good. <laughs> Dear Please Shudder. Please a commentary. I mean, you might get a Blu-ray. I got a Blu-ray coming of a Shudder exclusive. It happens. 
Don't you have Blu-ray now, Fancy Pants? He you want to shout that out, it's or do you want to wait on that later? Starfish. Do you have a Blu-ray? There, we're not. We're not Shutter exclusive. We are on Shutter, but we're not Shutter. There exclusive. are turtles. <laughs> there are turtles there are in turtle. your movie. That was the entirety of your review. Basically, <laughs> it was Carly going, "Yeah, but turtles. I talked for three hours, and Carly goes, "I like turtles." And that was. That Which was really, if I had had that early enough, it would have gone on the poster. <laughs> I didn't introduce you as the director of Starfish. Should I have done that? No. They Would know. you like me to do now, that? And then, now people and then, can't. Now, like anything I've said, people are like, oh, fucking forget it. Do you want me to like, like edit in applause? Whatever, your film's awesome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's blushing. Let's continue. Oh, look at it. He's blushing. Little bit, little bit. Let's continue. Let's continue. <laughs> can we talk about my favorite movie now? Absolutely, Carly. Do you want to intro it? I mean, yeah, but like, no. Girl. I do. Can I intro it too? Yeah, Absolutely. Can I take Absolutely. this? Episode we're breaking over? all the rules today. <laughs> Al's blushing, and this is That's, how we're going That is a rule. <laughs> I've already blushed 20 times today. It's not hard to get you to blush. And I, I was that. alone. <laughs> cool. Go ahead, girl. So next time, next time. Nope. This time. <laughs> oh, right she already now. messed it up. You're fired. <laughs> I don't care. I'm taking over. We're going to be talking about Urban Legend from 1998, directed by Jamie Blanks, who also did Valentine, written by Silvio Horta, who also wrote, did, write, write, whatever, Ugly Betty. The IMDb summary is, a college student suspects a series of bizarre deaths are connected to certain urban legends. So Carly loves this movie, so let's let her start. Guys. Tell us why, Carly. Walk us through it. Is it because of Jared Leto? No, it's, it's always because of, of Josh. It's because of Joshua Jackson. Right. I what? love him. I love Pacey. Pacey? But I don't love Pacey. Okay, do, I didn't do, watch Josh. Do you Dawson's like it Creek, when. Really? To be honest. Do you like Pacey when he's pretending his girlfriend's dead so he can try and sexually assault a woman in the woods at night it because she's sad? assault. He was trying to get her to comply. <laughs> Trying to get someone to comply is in of itself. But a then she crime, called him on his bullshit and he was like, All right, I just I'm getting right, me and I'm gonna go leave. take a whiz and say yeah. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> it's the weirdest scene I think I've ever seen in a nineties slasher, and there are a lot of weird scenes in nineties slashes. <laughs> it's true. Like, I just went through trauma. Oh, I know what, let's drive you out. To He's like, Oh me, me too. Wanna make out? No? All right. <laughs> I'll drive you back, but BRB. Um <laughs> I love this movie. I think it's so much fun. I remember when it came out. I saw it in theaters. It was a blast. Um, I do love Joshua Jackson oh so very much. Um, Alicia Witt's great. I love Rebecca Gayhart. Tara Reid in this movie, just like watching it, makes me like bummed because I know where we're at now. And like, I just... uh, fucking love this movie so what i'm hearing is you <laughs> like the actors in this movie and you have some major nostalgia correct okay 100 and i am so aware of that okay. do i think that this movie is like quality good horror cinema no but do i think it's fun as fuck absolutely i do so that's the most passionate i've ever heard you <laughs> in any podcast ever you're not listening to any dan stevens episodes apparently are you taking a picture of us, Al? This is we, no, I'm a taking professional a podcast. Sure he's taking a picture of whatever's in the corner of his Don't worry about it. Is it yeah, a ghost? Yeah. Yes. Awesome. Uh, so I don't think I've ever seen this. 
What? I thought that what I are you had. Doing with your life? I'm sorry. Okay, you, I'm seeing a lot of shocked faces right now. Let me back it up. So I Please know do. I've seen parts of this, but I don't think I have ever sat and watched this from beginning to end. Um, and what, in what context have you seen parts? Just like people I, showing you things, ending, or just looking the through? The ending felt familiar to me. So I mm-hmm. think I've seen the ending. I don't, nothing else was familiar. Zero things otherwise were familiar to me. So it's possible that I only saw the ending on TV or something once. This movie was kind of different though, because 100% spoiler alert, watch this movie. Why haven't you seen it yet? Um, Rebecca Gayhart's the murderer and it's so good. <laughs> Is it? Yes. How how did she do any <laughs> I of love that? she. Who How cares? did she commit ba, ba, any ba, 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 ba. I was it expecting a scream dual murderer scenario because there is no way it makes sense that she committed all these crimes. Because she's amazing. I don't, I don't think the... I don't, and, I, and I'm not comfortable that I'm going to start talking about this movie by being negative about it, but you've lured me into it. <laughs> the bigger question isn't how. The question is... Why? Because she has a good reason, a good, like, a, a, something happened in her life where her, was it fiancé or boyfriend? Fiancé. Fiancé, of course, because then it's like... It's real deal. That, you know, but boyfriend's That like, was her number one. He dies in this accident that we find out 54 minutes into the fucking movie that our lead actress, our final girl, was in the car that basically did the urban legend and then his car went off and he died. Um, so in the opening scene... Rebecca Gayhart gets revenge on the person who was actually driving that car. Yep. Doesn't fuck around. Yep. Taking you down. Yeah. However, the other person right whose fault, Sorry. it wasn't really, it wasn't really Final Girl's fault. Her, she's like, but her, this one I'm just going to kill, but this one, yeah. I'm just going to randomly kill anyone within a five mile radius. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, no, that didn't For make any reason? sense to me either. I actually so had throw that Throw her off to create that tension. Even if she like went quote unquote crazy and just decided to start killing everyone close to her she probably should have killed like more people no see the (laughs) issue was is she was killing everybody around her whatever but the problem was is that alicia witt elise i don't know alicia alicia witt had to go after jared leto and she fucked with paul and she stole two men out of her life and so she was going down Thank you for leading me into the other fucking problem go. that I have with this <laughs> and film, go. which is how insulting it is that we have a killer who has, again, like, I think a totally legitimate premise behind why they're doing it. I think it's like as if not more legitimate than anything in the screen movies. Um, but, but the whole thing hinges on her wanting to get revenge for this terrible thing that happened to her fiance. How long ago? Um, to Nobody been knows. I think they year? were 16 or 17, yeah. though. So, yeah. A, two? a year or two? Yeah, it was like a year ago or so. And the whole thing is about her, like, needing revenge for this terrible thing because it's, like, poisoned her entire life. But also... Can I make out with Jared Leto, please? Like, the whole fucking film is about her doing that Al, while simultaneously her? trying to get I mean, a boyfriend with Jordan Catalano. That makes the most sense of this movie. Him? It's Jared Leto in uh, look, the night. My favorite life man. is my favorite thing ever. I'm all for Jordan Catalano, other than the fact he's a he's a real dick in this movie. But Yeah, he sucks <laughs> but, in this movie. Yeah, doesn't matter. It's... It's just, it's just like, why, 
like her whole motive is to do with how much this person who meant to like means and now but then she's obsessed with getting a new boyfriend at the same time which not to pull that card but once you notice it every fucking scene in this film of women talking about the boys and their lives and who they've got crushes on and how they wish they didn't do there's a point later when they're running from the not villains not tara reed <laughs> not tara reed guys no, she's just she's just fucking tonguing a microphone. <laughs> she does what she does. She's got a she's the sex DJ. What? I mean, I don't think there's very said? many films in the late 90s that's that are passing the Bechdel test if we're going there. No, which, I don't <laughs> Which is fine if you if your plot isn't like centering on like this I, is all about This is like a that. bullshit wouldn't exist if Scream didn't exist. This is a cash grab. That's all this movie is is whoa, a cash whoa, grab. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Isn't 100. that the entire early 2000s late 90s? Absolutely. So Absolutely. Not it's not crazy. in a class of its own, but it is bad though, Carly. No. Like it's <laughs> No. I refuse. <laughs> I refuse. <laughs> this movie's fantastic. <laughs> and this is where I'm gonna stand up for Carly, because I'm a huge 90s slasher fan. So I like I cannot tell you how much throughout the early noughties in particular, like, I just ate up everything. So not just, like, people think it was a big deal, but it really wasn't. You had the Scream trilogy, Urban Legends trilogy, this obviously before Scream at Scream 4. Uh, I Know What You Did Last Summer trilogy. And then you had, like, Cherry Falls and Valentine. Cherry Falls and is so good. it. And uh, then you had a whole bunch House of stuff of with cuts and flashback. And House of Wax isn't really, like, a slasher slasher, though. Like, it's, it's different to this. Like, it is sort of, but it's not, it's not in this teen, like, suburbia... Uh, no, no, no. But I mean, like, in the Scream mold, House of Wax isn't at all. Oh, it's way better. Like, there's a, there's House a of Wax flavor. is perfect. Perfect movie. Flawless. You're saying that because Paris Hilton gets it. Has nothing to do with that. That movie is amazing. It's so good. I used to love that movie so much. It's and great. I watched it two years ago and I hate it. No! So I don't know. I need to, like, you it love again. it. It's, it's fine. No. No. Um, but no, but like, I used to eat up all of these over and over again. I can't tell. I, was obs- I don't like using the word obsessed, but I really was with 90 slashes. So I'm completely with Carly in terms of all this stuff. And we covered this film on my show and I went back and listened to my feelings before we watching it. And I was like, yep. The thing that I said then was this is maybe the only film in history where no matter how much older I get, and this film's now what, 23 years old, whatever it is, which is insane. Um, No matter how much time passes, whenever I watch this film, I feel the exact same way as I did the day I got out of the cinema (laughs) with it. Like not one part of my opinion changes on any part of this movie, which is that like, I love the opening scene when it's all serious, then it goes like goofy and that's fine. The mood like changes. Um, There are like cool moments throughout it. I just have fun with that. Like I get why people hate 90s slashes because it took like the 80s underdog indie cinema grimy dirty and it made it like sterile and corporate and all of that stuff but it's like i'm totally fine with that i'm fine with both existing and doing that um and just having fun with it but then i always hate it at the end when they reveal who the killer is and it just becomes scooby-doo like i fucking hate it and this one for me is the most egregious with that like when i find out who the killer is i'm fine with it but the acting Everything about it, I hate. I Guys. hate the like, the disparaging like. Oh, my therapist couldn't fix me. I guess I'm nutty. And then just like how it just it drives me crazy. Okay, at the, end the of this lines movie. not great, but Rebecca Gayhart just being psycho AF is like fantastic with her crazy hair. I love that scene so much. I, I understand. To be honest, I think her crazy makes more sense than Scream Four crazy. 
Yeah. Mm. If we're going to go there. I could see I that. I mean, I'm not I'm not talking about again, I've said she's got a good motive. I'm she, saying the No, I mean like the, the look in the her eye and her, how she does crazy. Rebecca Gayhart nails it. Nails crazy. She does. She does Fuck nail it. it. Acting Fuck wise, she does it. nail it. 100%. Oh, I hate it. <laughs> Al is a I don't like this Rebecca movie, but I think she nailed it. Uh, especially for I the disagree. type of movie, it's so it over the top. It's so stupid. No, it's like, it has to be feel... over the top. It's a nineties no, it slasher. That's literally no. the point. Yeah, but the best. No, that's not literally the point. It's not a Carly, You can make this still. I it's need med- you to still visually. I need you to to um, verbally agree with me the way you're physically agreeing with me, <laughs> so our audience can appreciate you raising the roof while I'm talking. I'm raising the roof <laughs> while being enthused. Because yes, you can. St- she kills still it. Still be scary. No, Rebecca Gayhart's crazy <laughs> is fan freaking tastic in this movie. I love it. I love the I hair. I love the crazy eyes. I love the like Abs- sass that you she need has. the crazy eyes. The crazy eyes. See, this is this is what I'm saying when we talked about Scream Four. And I'm looking up something really. She's got crazy I'm- eyes. Like whoa in this last scene it's like all over the place it's fantastic yeah i mean she does it is it or is it not horror film do you not see there's still a way to do this where she can do that but be scary where you can still be unsettled and genuinely like oh fuck i'm actually scared of this person even when they're not in the costume and that's my problem of nearly every 90s slasher movie is once they're not in a costume it's just stupid like it's never whether it's the fisherman, whether it's fucking like teenagers just stabbing each other, I think whether I it's was someone's scared mom. of the fisherman when he wasn't in costume. But that's because he he is the killer. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like like he works better for me. Like I know what he did last summer always works better for me just because that's trying to be straight horror. I love that's that not movie. trying to be funny. Yeah. And that's more my jam. But it's like if you but if you're gonna be funny, be funny and scary. And this movie sometimes succeeds with that in the ending. No, it's just silly. And, like, you can have fun with that, and that's fine, and people can love it, but there's nothing, like, I challenge you to tell me there's anything legitimately, even remotely scary once you find out who the killer is. I think you, I think you can, I understand what you're saying, but I really do think that Rebecca Gayhart did a great job being uh, the crazy murderer at the end of this, and especially, you can kind of see, especially when, um, when Jared Leto comes in, and he's like, oh, thank God that you came in, and whatever, like, she... I don't know. She, you can see her trying to work this out where like, oh, my God, what? You're like on my team. We can be best friends now. Like there's something unhinged there and it's not it's unsettling. And I don't think it's in a scary way, but like and it's a way that it, it sells to me like I get it and I'm OK with it. And it doesn't bother me at all. I think with this kind of, yeah, and I think with this kind of, like, mystery slasher genre that we've really got, especially in the 90s, that Scream really coined obviously but i mean that's kind of the formula of all these slashers right and then as i was mentioning and i don't know if you heard our scream 4 episode where my main complaint with scream 4 is i don't believe emma roberts like i don't believe she's not so and i don't believe that she's the kind of crazy it would take to do what she does uh I think this movie goes there. I think it, I think part of the reason Scream 4 has an issue is because they're unwilling to hit that level of quote unquote overacting to make to really pull off that kind of plot and story. Whereas this at least goes there. I mean, I don't agree. I don't think this is a a good movie. But I can agree that at least formulaically it works. And if for- formulaically the acting works for me. 
But I mean, and this is all I'm saying. Like, I'm someone who loves this formula. I'm someone who loves these movies. I never like the endings ever. Um, <clears throat> and this is my least yeah, favorite you've of all. Got of a them cold heart, the and the child inside and you has died. So <laughs> no, I'm part, uh, part of my no. It's because I want to see a fucking horror film, and it's like I'm fine with the, everything else, but like I want to see a horror film. And at the end of this, like yeah, I like all of them, but this one in particular, like for me, it's just like no, this is young and the beautiful, crazy. This is not remotely like actually how someone is when it when like it does not it doesn't unsettle me of course me it's not whatsoever. it's not none of this is how anyone acts in real life like that's yeah but <laughs> it should like none of these movies that's not yeah but that's their responsibility <laughs> yeah but you don't but this is the thing you're talking about it as somebody who doesn't like these movies i love these movies because they can scare me while entertaining me and feeling like a hug like i'm watching dawson's creek Tell at the me same your time thoughts about me. valentine valentine's terrible um <laughs> valentine has like one good shot because when the when he walks into like the body bag room and the lights are flickering and it looks kind of cool but like i don't like that movie can we talk about reese for a second because i love the character of reese i love that she's watching foxy brown and then she loves P- pam greer and she's got her little pistol shooter and i love everything about it and then reese gets shot and they leave her and get in a car before the ambulance gets there? No. Yep. Leaving a crime scene in a car, which presumably still has a dead body in the boot. <laughs> to true. then go, oh, wait, we just did a lot of effort to escape the school. They Let's say, go back there. I hope Reese is okay. She'll be fine. The ambulance will be there soon. They left before <laughs> the ambulance. They didn't put yeah. pressure to her wound. They got to go. Didn't Sit there and comfort her. <laughs> Reese has they been had trained. A gun. They're teenagers. She knows. They she protect to get, themselves, and she fell from a whatever story window, three, four stories up. And they left poor Reese there, who just saved their lives. It's a flesh mind wound. you, like fuck these kids. Like I'm so glad they got it. <laughs> but also, how what? did she get in the car? Like how? How did they get in the car? And where are they going? Where are they going? Why are they in a car? <laughs> Carly, where are they going? What are they doing? Why didn't they stay there? I don't I don't like I can literally see Carly getting upset. They're going away. <laughs> where? They're going away from the crime scene. Why? She's Be- dead, supposedly. Because they gotta <laughs> she get away. She wouldn't have gotten away if they stood over her with a gun and called the police. That's fair. They've never seen Scream, probably. <sighs> or Halloween, apparently. <sighs> Probably. You can't just leave the killer after they fall. They get away. They, they had to leave her for they the They show sequel. up in the next movie at the hospital. This, this, this ending feels completely like they had something else. Like this feels like tacked on, like a producer forced them to do this extra bit. Oh, at the totally. End. It feels it's, very strange. It's bad. Very strange. Like that was the most upsetting to me, honestly. I know. And then we seem to skip to like a future generation. It's so weird. Like, and she's there. The Why end. are they all like 35? Because she <laughs> well, was. That's just... That's normal in teenagers in 90s movies. Straightened brown hair. A whole new look. Yikes. She's going to get you. It's like straightened, but like 90s straightened. That's how you straighten your hair in the 90s, where it's still kind of frizzy and yep. Not, yep. not straight at yep. all. Exactly. <laughs> oh, the really straightening irons back then were not so that great. About this movie, and I, I love watching this movie. I, I mean, I watch all, I've watched all three Urban Legend movies many, many, many times in my life. <laughs> 
I, I did like the Joshua, the Joshua, Joshua, the Joshua Jackson <laughs> murder scene. Same. I thought it was really good. Although I'm not familiar with that urban legend. Really? Um, oh, come on. That's, that's like one of the, the most classic. One. That's like the urban legend. It's just five different versions me about of it, it. Whether it's the head or the feet or like there's all these different versions. The dripping blood or the scraping feet or whatever. That's the one that um, I know you did last summer was, was based off of. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The all the opening kills, like the opening kill in the car, are really cool. I mean, that one I'm like, familiar with because I'm a woman. Um, Every woman okay. knows <laughs> to look in the back seat before you get in a car. One hundred percent. I still do that. It's what happens when you don't listen to Brad Dorif. Who doesn't listen to Brad Dorif? Kind of a monster ignores Brad Dorif. They wanted his character in this to be canon. They wanted to give it the same name as him in One Flew of the Cuckoo's Nest, who also has the stammer. They wanted it to be canon, and they weren't Why? allowed to do it. So they had to do it. Was so upset. So weird. And for anyone who is scared about this exact situation, um, you should have some solace that they had to change the car again and again and again for the opening because you yeah. can't swing an axe. Can't swing <laughs> in an nearly axe. every car they drive. But why did it need to be an axe? It didn't. Like it didn't. And that's why it's just a small axe. Would be way easier. This killer looks cool. Like I like this killer. This whole film was meant to take place in snow, but they didn't like have the conditions that they wanted, and they couldn't afford to fake it, so they kept the costuming. These jackets being repeatedly used by young women is the most like it's the ugliest jacket I've never seen. Anyone under the age of sixty wear a jacket like this. Wait, and wait, yet the there's all these jacket? young, attractive women. One hundred percent, I have worn a fur hood jacket. Absolutely, a, a fur hood jacket that looks like that, though, Carly. I don't know. It looks like a big comforter. I bought it at H and had a fur. I had a fur lined jacket also, but it was way more stylish than that. That is like. No, it looks cool. I no. have no problem with the look of the killer in this Come movie. On. I'm a sixty year old woman. The Apparently. young woman walking into the pool with a bathing suit under that jacket. That makes sense <laughs> so to you? She that makes sense. was a, ch- a coach, obviously. Yeah. It was really cold Why outside, is she only she wearing a jacket and a bathing suit? Gym. Because she, she was coming ready. from outside, from her dorm. Yeah, yeah. she drove with no over pants like that. on? Sometimes you don't wear pants and you just have your like, Sometimes she you don't wear outside. pants. She just wants outside or swimming. Exactly. No She's going no one place and one place only. Yep. To swim. Just efficient. Just and efficient. how come so many people have this exact jacket? School issue. No, it's fucking insane. It's fucking insane. School issue. Absolutely everyone. Of every gender, age, <laughs> school size. Issued. They all go to the same school. Uh, but honestly, it's like the all these only jacket like- they sell in that town. Yes. It's the only one you can get. Facts. Everyone's got it. Their school jacket. <laughs> the kills in this movie, honestly, I think are really good for the most part, particularly in the first half. Like the kill, like the kill with her, her dorm mate, which is just like, what is she? I don't know, goth, alternate, metal, throw everything at this character. Yeah, first of all, she's obviously the- goth. Her username is Gloom for you. <laughs> That's what they try to do, but I know just like everything. She's Gothic just the most alternate, on campus everything you can imagine. Looking to hook up. Duh. Uh, it's genuine, but that's fucking creepy. Like, the murder of that is really is, cool. We are on similar dark paths. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, her response. <laughs> and then, and what I love about this is, like, everything that happens to the to the final girl in this, like, no one ever, like, and I mean to the point where, like, most films, like, oh, I don't believe you. This is, like, insanity. What they're saying is this person, com- like, began to commit suicide, then wrote in her own blood on the wall while not waking up her roommate, and then lay down politely to die. <laughs> She's got... <laughs> Obviously, she was that depressed. 
is <laughs> makes perfect what sense. Their, yeah, what their theory. I don't was. know what you don't get about that. <laughs> Seems perfectly reasonable. Definitely happens all the time. And then, and then there's a weird bit later where, with the dog uh, microwave thing, where where the like the killer rings up and it becomes scream for one scene. Like there's no other point in this film where the killer's ringing people up. It's so weird. I don't know where it came from. It was like a it was like a scene left over from a screen sequel that are like, yeah, just throw it in here, it'll be fine. Carly doesn't all like the that same scene. cast anyway. We don't talk about that scene. We don't talk about that scene. Carly doesn't like that scene. We don't talk about it. We don't talk about animals getting injured on the show. It's not it, allowed. Okay. It was okay. it was an breaking illusion. final girl rules. It was an illusion. It was an illusion. What is it? What is a human being if not an animal? If it's okay, it's okay if it's a human being. We just yeah. don't talk about animals getting hurt. Animals are different. That is, we are animals. That was my point. I just wrote Ow? my note for that scene is Carly, are you okay? And that's my only note for that scene. No, we don't talk about it. <laughs> the animal's fine. It escaped and is now living a happy life. Can we talk about the Bloody Mary scene? Um, because I really don't understand mm-hmm. it. No, it makes not zero sense. Like, that's not how you do Bloody Mary. <laughs> it makes no sense that they both do it. And then Joshua Jackson somehow magically throws his voice to inside And the there's scream. Is it him screaming? He's magic. Yeah. He's magic. <laughs> Wait, I just thought that there were hap- happened to be screams. And I thought, no, oh, no. maybe someone's getting killed in that, in no, that you can building. hear it's his voice. Like, if you know Joshua Jackson's voice, I like, know that's him. Why didn't they just do Bloody Mary in a mirror? Or not at all? <laughs> Because they're just trying to shoehorn in every urban legend they can. And I do think they do a, a, overall a pretty good damn job of Al, putting in a lot of urban legends into this movie. Question for you. Uh, what film does a Bloody Mary scene the best? Paranormal Activity 3. Thank you. That's the correct <laughs> answer. You win. <laughs> that's a fact, though. That is a fact. Yeah, that's just Absolutely a fact. That's a, just fact. a fact. It's the best of the paranormal activity- activities, period. Thank you. Thank you. We've said you that too. You can stay. You yeah. can stay. He's an honorary final girl. Everyone. I was I was worried you weren't going to get that right, but I am ashamed that I didn't think you'd get it. You can stay. Well, now I want to. The fact that you like me now makes me uncomfortable, so I'm going to counter that by saying I don't like Reese. And <laughs> excuse you. Excuse Do you really why? not though? Yeah, no, I don't. I really fucking. What one of my pet peeves of '90s slashes that I hate is that they always have to bring in the police as these bumbling again Scooby Doo. I think I just don't like whenever they make any of this stuff. Are Scooby-Doo-y you kidding me? That is not a '90s and- thing. That is an always thing. Mm-mm. In the eighties, like they were, they, you would have like momentary police lineup, but you'd also have ones who were trying to be efficient. They just weren't very good at their jobs. In the nineties, it's like let's laugh at Dewey as he rolls down a hill for the fiftieth time. False. Have you and seen Last House on the Left, sir? It. Ha- I'm not saying it doesn't happen. There are many movies made in the world, <laughs> but I'm saying like in the nineties, I can't think of a nineties slasher where the cops aren't there to basically be laughed at, and I really hate it. In and this, this kind of genre, like, she you does mean? nothing. Like she does so little in this movie. As does the final girl. Like it really bothers me that we only find out the final girl's history fifty-four minutes in because the final girl she looks great for it. I think she's doing a fine job, but she does nothing in this movie until the last scene. Like nothing at all. No, I don't think that any of the characters matter. <laughs> hey, this is a movie for the kills, around, people. Acting. A movie for the kills. Fiona Kellogg is running around acting like he's in fucking Zodiac or something. Like he's <laughs> on a different level of intensity. <laughs> I gotta write he's my got stories. 
that first scene where they're all like hanging out it's like oh teenagers just hanging out and that lex luther's like telling like a, a story <laughs> and they're all sort of like listening in and then jordan just comes in and goes no fuck you this is what fuck you like fuck it he just like shits all over it and then just walks off and you're like well, was wow. i not supposed to be on his side at that moment because i'm <laughs> totally on his side <laughs> good 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 i was like good yeah time. you tell him jordan catalano <laughs> tell him do, do some of that leaning he was leaning. He leaned so well. Um, what's up with this beautiful building that's boarded up for no reason? History. Murder. Tragic history. Okay. 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 Are we getting into the Stanley Massacre? Because I'm I'm here for it. Because I am ready to learn all about the Stanley Massacre. Carly, go. Explain got, the Stanley Massacre. There was a massacre and Robert England was there. Yeah, he was. The end. Uh-huh. Murder. Uh-huh. What? Murder. Wait, <laughs> that's it? I was really expecting to like learn a lot about this From because it story. seems like a really important plot point. Um, but then, so, huh? Is it? A, is there a prequel? Maybe about the Stanley Massacre. I would it love is. to see a prequel. I think that. See, the problem. <laughs> Have you seen the sequels? <laughs> I haven't. Yes, actually. I haven't seen this one. I hadn't seen this one until last week. Um, I just, um, I'm confused. There was, there was more there originally. Robert Englund's okay. character was meant to be bipolar, which I think is maybe why his alarm goes off in the middle of class, because there's no explanation for that. And it's very strange to like take his pills or something. There were like a whole bunch of stuff to do with that, which they ended up not getting in the movie. But it's just it's just there to be a red herring. It's just there to be like, oh, maybe it's connected to the school's history and this tragedy that happened. Nope. Just because but the tragedy is more the interesting than all the other stuff happening. I want to know all about tragedy, that. tragedy? The personal grief? Yeah. Also, how does this 30-year-old janitor know so much about this, this massacre that happened 25 years ago? The janitor, janitor was there. Yeah. He it happened 25 years prior. This guy looks maybe 32 years old. Well, this is a problem with the social etiquette of America. The structure is set up ter- terribly. He was born into no money. He's had to be doing that job since he was 10 years old. Yeah. So he's just been there working away. He's we been have there child for a while. labor laws, sir. <laughs> Not in the 80s. Yeah, in the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> Even no one remembers the 80s. back then. They don't know. Everything happened. Oh. I don't um, know. This is not no, my favorite so of nineties. I got so slashers. much I want to keep. Ta- I want to keep talking. Kylie, can we do what we're talking about this movie? Absolutely, <laughs> we can. What I'm else? Not stopping you. Got? Um, what else I got in my notes here? Do, 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 Stanley do, do, Hall, do, 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 Pendleton boom, boom, boom. University. Go. But, <laughs> no, I don't, I've got nothing else to well, say about that. Do you know more about <laughs> the Stanley mur- Massacre? I'm really interested. I mean, I can make stuff up if you want, but yeah. no, I don't, I don't, there's Let's nothing. Let's do in it. There. I, I like the fact that the Latin motto of the school translates to the best friend did it. Yes. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so that way, if you actually speak Latin, you know who did it. Spoilers. At the end yeah. of the movie. Um, and I also really like the fact that Daniel Harris apparently gave up smoking because of this movie because she loves smoking and she she's so happy to get to smoke on in this movie. And then she smoked so much on this movie <laughs> that she gave up. She was like, I can't. I'm done. They can't do it anymore. Sarah Michelle Geller was supposed to be in this. Yes. But she couldn't because of Buffy. I think that was a good choice, though. Like, Buffy is more important. I think Buffy's just more important just in general than most things. 
And That's true. this is one of those things. And someone else was meant to be in this, but it did H2O instead, which um, for me was the right decision because H2O is my favorite 90s slasher. H2O was your favorite 90s slasher? Yes. Okay. <laughs> it's just a long pause. I love H2O. <laughs> I'm just wrapping I love my H2O. head around that. I love it. I fucking love it. I love it. Look, I don't, I, I I don't get... think that's that's wrong. Don't take my silence to be like, <laughs> I disagree with you. I could just see you processing it. I was scratching um, my head, but that's just because I happened to have a scratch, an itch on my head at that exact moment, not because I was I, perplexed. Um, <laughs> I just had a conversation with a bunch of filmmakers, which nearly got really nasty because three of us turned out like, it was like this weird like thing where one person was like, I really like H2O. And then someone else went, I really, and we all sort of like half of us realized we really liked H2O. And then it became this weird battle between H2O and, you know, the Halloween 2018 version, because obviously they're both forget everything else. Like, cause Jamie Lee Curtis has got to do that twice, you know, with like, let's pretend only one or two happened. And this is the third one. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, personally feel the h2o obviously it's not as well shot obviously it's not as beautiful and modern and you know artistic and all that stuff but i think it succeeds at what it's trying to do far better than the 2018 version of halloween it's got josh um, hartnett has a much better ending so, <clears throat> it does it has him with him. yeah josh I, I fucking love it and i get that scream is more important and more s- successful but like h2o just it's, it's a proper fucking again i mean a for reason. me it's a proper Scream's fucking horror the best movie. one but that's like that's I I think that H2O is a perfectly respectable opinion. If it didn't have the ending it has, then I wouldn't say it at all. Like, the, it's all because of the ending. I love, like, the last few seconds. What happens at the end of that? He gets his head chopped off, right? That's not, let's not spoil it. <laughs> Jesus I mean, Christ. people We're haven't seen H2O yet. I mean, apparently you haven't seen fucking Urban Legend yet. So I mean, I was fair. seriously asking because that's just I haven't seen H two O since high school. And I that's- mean, I would say spoilers for H two O, but you just said it. So at the end of H two O is like, yeah, she gets an axe and she goes back in, which was really cool. It's the first time the music like goes pumping. They have like a whole tete a tete for quite a while. You recreate some bits from the first film, and then yeah, he's like meant to be dead in a similar way to the first film, but she doesn't believe it, so she kidnaps his body, puts it in back of his ambulance, drives off, and waits for him to come back. She like puts on the brakes. He goes through the window. She yeah. waits for him to come back, and yeah. it's kind of like fun but while still being scary which is key to me yeah and then she like knocks him and drives him down this hill almost kills herself and then he's like trapped and you have this tender moment where he's reaching out and as a brother he like wants to like touch her hand and instead she just chops his head off and the music fucking comes in full blast and she's there panting covered in blood with like i remember in the original version in the cinema you could see blood spurting out of his severed neck for some reason in the hd version now that you're watching light you cannot see that um and yeah, it just fucking like ends on this incredible note of like, yes, that's what I want a slasher film to fucking end with like just that much power and finality to it. Um, and no Scooby-Doo. Ooh, I'm nutty. Um, well, and, yeah, that, but that's it. But I think, but I'm saying that for context for any listeners of sure. like, you can tell if I like H2O and I know what you did last summer. I like the slashes that are trying to be more scary than funny. And stuff like Urban Legend is definitely there to be, let's be funny and cute as maybe will be scary occasionally. Like they're just different, different leanings. I think that's fair. No, I I think that's a perfectly respectable opinion. You're wrong, but um, (laughs) just kidding. I just love scream. The scream's always going to win for me. No scream's great. And nothing to be clear, nothing in any slasher nineties movie. I don't think comes close to the opening scene from scream. Like that is perfection. It really is amazing. It's, it's, 
I don't think it's even just a 90s thing. I think just like all around. Pretty perfect. All right. Is that it? Do you guys have more urban legend <laughs> things to legend. say? No. We've got Christopher Young doing the music. He did the theme for Hellraiser. He's pretty cool. Golf um, claps. I like that Tara Reed Sound Engineer just has his shirt open. <laughs> you got it sometimes. <laughs> you got it. Dude, those uh-huh. Tara Reed, the 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 whole like radio station. First of all, I don't understand why her character is even part of the movie. Just let it go. Let it be. No. Okay. But like I like like the the girl calling in at the beginning talking about stealing her roommate's birth control and replacing it with baby aspirin and then her roommate got pregnant and she really dark. And she and she makes it about her. She's like, and now how am I supposed to get another roommate? <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty like awful. Really dark. Yeah. I mean that's testament in a weird way, just like the nineties, I think a lot of horror fans don't like the nineties because they thought it was like the safe generation where everything was too polite. And you get like these sentences. These weird like moments. That, like, Whew, it's really <laughs> fucked up. I think it just takes a couple decades for people to really appreciate the horror of that decade. You mm. know, give it another 10 years and we'll be praising 2000, early 2000, whatever garbage that we don't like. You know, <laughs> it is, it's just how it goes. It's the cyclical events of pop culture and what people Dude. learn to appreciate, you know, years later. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I've, I haven't seen the turnaround yet on 90s slashes. I still feel like the outsider in the genre party when I try and talk about... I don't think that's yeah, true. I, I think most summer. people celebrate 90s slashers. I think so. I haven't met them. You, you let, me, well, let me into that party, You please, need to stop hanging out with some like pretentious, pretentious people, Pretentious people, yeah. 100%. <laughs> Everybody still wants the 80s slashes and not the 90s well, slashes. To me, nothing beats 80s. 80s <laughs> are my favorite. But I still love 90s. I mean, I grew up in the 90s, so I have like some serious nostalgia for that. But yeah, and I, re- I, I, I enjoy things going back. Like we've had a few films now that have sort of gone back to their flame. Even like Happy Death Day is definitely 90s slasher it's true. vibe. It including is true. the return again for me of the, yeah, the, again, no spoilers for that, but a finale reveal for that for me is too fucking Scooby-Doo again. Like they just, it is. it's yeah. so 90s slasher yeah. that I don't like the ending It's of very it. 90s slasher. That's probably why I like it. Yeah. I, see, I like the Scooby-Doo thing. I, I like the twist. I like no, the I like twist. The twist. I like the twist. I just want to still be scared after the twist. Carly, what's the one we did fairly recently? Um, it might have been a Scream sequel. I think it was a Scream sequel. That was like, it could have very well been. There was four of them that we did. I forgot we did all the Scream movies. Yep. That's what I was thinking of. Okay, never mind. Never I, th- mind. I, th- I think it's just the, like, when you get to that twist at the end, it's like, I... I think it's just because it's always a fucking teenager. And I feel the same way about that. Like, I don't get scared with horror films about about kids because they just don't... I mean, kids do scare me, but for different reasons. Um, and in a horror <laughs> film, it's not a legitimate source of fear for me. I'm just like, it's really small. Just kick it. But with, when and at the end of every slasher movie, it's always a fucking just petulant fucking bratty teenager. And I'm like, again, this annoys me, but I've gone from being scared to being really annoyed. At this character, and I just don't find that scary. And it's even when you were a teenager, 
No, I ha- no, no, absolutely. <laughs> I hated it, but I didn't like most teenagers when I was a teenager. I find that very believable. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I do feel like not to be serious for a split second, but like three years after this, obviously the thing with Rebecca Gay Hart happened that she was charged with for mm-hmm. manslaughter, and I do feel like it's so weirdly tied into this movie to do with car crashes and stuff. That yeah, it's hard not to mention it, but for sure, don't want to get well. Political you just or- went ahead and did it. So I'm sorry. He congratulations. Went there. He went I just thought it'd be someone listening to this, like, how the fuck are you not bringing this up? That's and, fair. But. Well, we almost didn't successfully, and you would have learned how, <laughs> but you ruined it. <laughs> you can just edit me out. It was fine. I presume I won't be in most of this episode anyway. No, you will. You will. Absolutely. Um, okay. So, I mean. Is it over? Did we do it? We did, we did it. it. We did the thing. We did the bulk. We did the hard part. It's now true. we just have to like chit chat a little. Do you want me and Carly to tell you about if you should watch Urban Legend two and three? Uh, no, that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm good. I think she stopped part two, here. Part two was written by Scott Derrickson, and part three is really bad. <laughs> the ending of part three is insane. insane. I mean, this one's pretty bad, so I think I'm good. I think no. I'm good. Like part part two is a I mean part two is a fucking fencing mask. That's what they're running so much out of what do what mask do we give our killers? A fencing mask. Ooh. You never know. Which, who is it? I don't know. Someone who likes to fence. Did you know I did fencing in college? Well, I did fencing in college too. Did you? Yeah. You guys could have a match. We should spot. We could. A fencing could. match. Oh, we could. I'm excited yeah. about Parlay. <laughs> Advance. <laughs> Go. Yes. Those are the words that I remember. (laughs) (laughs) Beyond that, not much. Nothing. Um, Okay. So, Carly, you went to Disneyland. Guys, I went to Disneyland. You didn't. (laughs) I I don't believe you. I spent two days in in Disneyland. I walked over 40,000 steps in both of the days, 10 plus miles. It was insane. It was amazing. I was exhausted. In the best way. Uh, I rode Rise of the Resistance and it blew my mind. Um, I cried a little bit because this adorable old lady with poofy sleeves told me welcome back. And (laughs) Did she remember you? Oh my God, I loved her. I wanted to scoop her up. Um, Yeah, it was amazing. That's it. That's great. I'm glad that you got to go. You've been dreaming of this moment. Dreaming for the past year. Hey, Amy and I literally had a conversation where I asked her, is there anything in life that you think you love as much as Carly loves <laughs> Disneyland and Star Wars? <laughs> and she sent me a reply, which I won't, I won't divulge. But <laughs> No, but like, I mean, the basic answer is food. I also food love food. Food and movies did feature. Yeah. Yeah. I think I love food about as much as Carly loves Disneyland. And maybe a couple other things. But the mostly just food. <laughs> food is fantastic. I also love yeah. that. But I also yeah. love the magic of Disneyland. <laughs> I love the magic of Disneyland. Those too. two things cannot exist together. <laughs> how is the food? How is the magic of food at Disneyland? It was amazing. Churros. I love the food at fantastic. Disneyland. Fantastic. I do. I miss. So they used to do. Um, they used to do a like vegan sub at Disneyland, like a meatball sub, and I miss that a lot. But the food there right now is pretty good. It's pretty basic. Um, so nothing like totally out outlandish. 
But if you like a good churro. <laughs> I'm sorry, Al. Are we interrupting your meal over there? <laughs> I, needed, I had this little tray of fresh cherries I just got from the market at the Grove. And I was like, I need to eat one. Can I just tell delightful. you, I knew you were eating cherries. That's because you can. We're on a video format, so you could. I know, but I couldn't really see cherries. what it was. But I was like, I bet it's cherries. <laughs> it's fucking cherries. I I haven't had a cherry in years, and then I had one yesterday. And I was like, you know what? Cherries are okay. So I bought some little fresh cherries, <laughs> and they're delightful. I haven't eaten yet today, so this was like just looking at me the whole time. I really just want to continue talking about the mediocre churros at Disneyland. Thank you. Thank um, you. They're fantastic, and they're like <laughs> abnormally large. <laughs> Which I think is the key to churros the at Disneyland. The key to churro. To be abnormally yeah. large. To be good, but if all churros were abnormally large, it just they would needs be just to be normally big. large. It's true. That's why you got to go to Disney. It's Those the secret extra of large the churro. churros. Size have ever, matters. Have you ever had it? <laughs> yeah. Well, I was about to ask For you churros, about a churro that was obviously. too big. But. How, was, how, how big would you say the churro was that you got, Carly? She's holding up her She's hands. She's holding up her hands. It's very large. How me- about girth-wise? What are we looking at? <laughs> girth? Or a very small I don't small know, panda. churro size. Yeah, what's the girth of the churro at Disney? Substantial. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. It's, not, it's not super substantial. No, it's just, yeah. you know. It's like standard. It's more it's long than wide. Yep. Okay, just check. It's disappointing. Thank goodness. Disappointing. Disappointing. <laughs> Could you hold it in one hand? <laughs> <laughs> so mature so um, mature I know, in all honesty because i haven't been to land in a while like how many people was it a lot of people did you feel safe i felt so crazy? safe and people so i also went to universal and i was so stressed out at universal people did not hmm. know how to social distance at universal the lines were freaking crazy i swear to god every single ride took like 45 minutes to an hour to get on not the same at Disney. Everybody understood what social distancing meant. There was clearly, like, I think I said at Universal, there's no way that this is, like, I don't know, whatever it's supposed to be, like, 25% capacity, because I feel like it was busier than most normal days that I've ever had at Universal. Um, but Disney actually felt that way. And even if lines seemed like they were really long, I don't think I waited more than, like, 20 minutes, 15, 20 minutes for a ride. Um, everything, yeah, was pretty, like walk on and especially if you got there early the busy time it was definitely like noon but um even when it was like quote-unquote busy like people were still social distancing and being responsible i'm down i need to go to disney before it gets busy again because that's the only thing i don't like about disney is that it's so crowded and um other, it's kind of sounds like a dream to go right now. It's That's how fantastic. I feel about all the places. Yeah. It's like when people say they don't like Vegas, it's like, there's no fucking people there. It'd be great. No, it's eh. fantastic. No, and I don't like Vegas so much. <laughs> it's only uh, California residents right now. Oh, oh really? Mm-hmm. Oh, we need to. I need to go. Yeah. I need how to go. How do you prove that? Uh, I think you have to show your ID. License. No, I want License and registration, please. That's what they say. I want to have that. Damn it. No. You don't have a driver's you're license? British. No, a California one, no. Really? You don't have, like, anything proving you live here? Yeah. No. Bring a bill, a utility bill. Okay. With your name. I don't know if that would no, work, just, but just, maybe. They might not confident. be in his name. It's illegal. I have a bill in my name. It's, illi- it's illegal. Okay. 
including my life. Al, do you have anything you want to shout out? Any projects you're working on or shows you want to mention or anything? Um, Your movie Blu-ray, no. perhaps? Where can we pick up Starfish on Blu-ray right now? <laughs> you can go to Amazon.com um, or you can go to Diabolique with a K if you want to support good indie people. Nice. Um, it is honestly like if you even remotely like the film, it's a really cool Blu-ray. Nice stuff that would, a bunch of stuff and we worked hard on that. So it's a great it's got, like, two audio up. commentaries and an hour long making of that I really like. I'm proud of the people who put it together because we wanted it to be a true thing of like how it is to make an indie film. So if you're into like, personally for me like i would even films i don't like i would buy the things if i know i'm gonna get like this is honestly what it's like to make a movie uh when you don't have loads of money because it's there aren't many resources for that when you're directors so honestly sure. like it's that's i'm proud of that like maybe more than the film that's cool <laughs> is that you can learn from our mistakes i'll have to pick that up i haven't picked it up yet that's okay need to add it to my collection i will i will i will yeah fine um, <laughs> I'm literally just scrolling through. I was like, did I watch it? I'm did about I, are you to, blushing hey, again? Because I said I'm going to buy your Blu-ray. No, I just don't add it. I don't like it. I'm not you don't in talk about place it? to talk about my work right okay. now. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to make other stuff right now. I'm trying to make other stuff. It's like, it's been a fucking really weird year, obviously, for everybody. And for movies, it's been very weird. In terms well, you don't have any new podcast is. episodes, but you can shout out your podcast. People might still want to check that out. Uh, yeah, thank you. Um, we are geeks on podcast things um we are actually coming back we've been away for a few months we used to do an episode every single friday chatting through different franchises we've done everything pretty much that has over four films we've done so many fucking franchises it's ridiculous and we'll go on for about two hours going through the history interview and then talking through the film um and yeah we've been away for a bit because shit happened and we all went through breakdowns sure. and now we're coming back and do I want to say that here? We're doing like, so we're going to come back with a 10 episode, I think something like that new series. It's going to be a little bit different and we're going to have some guests on for the first time ever. Um, and I think people will like it. Hopefully um, I'm really excited about what we're going to be covering because it has a slightly different focus, even though it's still sort of genre. Um, and then we're also going to re-engage the normal, you know, let's watch great bad movies and stuff um, as well. Awesome. Um, we just might have a slightly different, it may not be weekly. It might be every other week because it came a little too hard to keep up with. Yeah, it gets, it's a lot, man. It's a it lot. It is a lot. It's a lot. It is a lot. And I, I'm just very sleepy. You know, <laughs> sure. As a human being. Sure. Same. Sleepiness happens. I haven't, by the way, I've never watched, I'm just looking at my list of films I'm about to watch. I've never watched Troll or Troll 2 and I'm really excited because I've now <gasps> just bought them both. I love and I'm Troll. Watch them. We love Troll. I don't think I've seen Troll 2 and everyone tells me to. So I haven't seen that'll Troll be an too. eventual episode here. I wanted to see Troll 2, but it never happened for me. Is that it's 80s like the too? the best film ever. I, I, we might need to wait until 80s Were Weird Month comes back around to do I that. I think that's it's what it was. 1991. Because we, we oh, did- is it? Oh, is it? Oh, you know what we so. did? Um, it was listeners' request that I think we did the first troll. Yes, it was. You're right. You're right. Um, uh, oh, 1990. Damn. Yeah. Really. So it was listener request, not 80s. 80s and it was month. magic. It was magic. Yeah, Absolutely. that's what I've heard. What I've heard is like Troll 1 is like really, you know, it's bad, obviously, but it's really good bad. Yeah, it's And fun. Troll 2 is so bad, it's fantastic. Yeah. So, yeah. I want to see it so bad. 
Let's watch it. We should. Can we? Okay, let's do that. Absolutely. Is yep. it streaming ever? Sure. We'll make it happen. Okay. No, I'm um, streaming. Should we spin the Wheel of Terrors? Oh, I finally get to see it. Can it, Are you going to wheel it out? You aren't going to yep. see it. Yep, I'm going to wheel it out. Do you, oh, I like your topless assistant there in the background. He looks fantastic. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. That's Igor. Um. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, Igor gets to grips with the uh, the pedals. Yeah, I don't know why I hired a shirtless man to bring out the wheel when no one even sees him usually. So sometimes you just need a treat. I know why. I just need a treat. <laughs> I know why. <laughs> Thank I you. I don't know why Tara reads assist, uh, sound engineer is topless, but you know it's fine. That means you need to do because you need sometimes that's you need appropriate eye candy. All right, Carly, are you ready? Mm-hmm. All right, let's spin the. Spring! <gasps> Look at that! Spring oh. is currently streaming on Hulu and Tubby TV. Oh, man. Okay. Is that the Benson and Moorhead joint? Sure. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Very nice, very nice. I think it's good. I think it's good we're doing that one so soon. Okay, are you ready? The Wheel of Terror. Wheeling knows. again. Here we go. The Lost Boys. Hell yeah. The Lost Boys? Wow. Yeah. That's on HBO, I think. Hell yeah, it is. I mean, what goes better with spring than The Lost Boys? Nothing, <laughs> yeah. I don't think. <laughs> Perfect double feature. Peas you know, the, the wheel knows all, and like a lot of times it puts together movies you don't think work well in an episode, but then they end up working well. You get I good don't... palate cleanses. Yeah, yeah, you know? Like, say what you will about Urban Legend, but it was definitely a palate cleanser to the dark and the wicked. It's true. I think that's fair. It's true. Absolutely true. So, that'll be fun. Oh. All right. You know what I've been watching? Not to, like, no. p- draw this out longer, but I meant to say I'm re-watching Buffy right now. And it's just, it's just so good. <laughs> 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 I love it so what much. What season are you on? So, I started... With season two, um, because I don't really like season one. Um, and I'm still on season two, but I'm right at the end of the last two episodes, which are like very exciting. I was going to ask um, about that because I know you don't like season one. Yeah, you know, I thought about watching season one and I was like, but I know I don't like it and I know what happens. So why watch season one again? So I just. That was a good conversation to have with yourself. I thought so. Uh, I answered my own question and I was right. So, did you watch the movie first? No, I love the movie. Christy Swanson. Yeah, even but like they're not related. I mean, they are by name and concept. Are they? <laughs> what do yeah. you consider to be a concept? Uh, whatever is a legitimately copyrightable IP. That was the technical answer right there. I know. That was like the <laughs> lame, nerdy textbook answer. I mean, are you, are you getting into like when you reboot something and when it's like... I feel like they're no very different though, conceptually. Sure. 
Like, sure, I, I, sure a teenage girl has to fight vampires, but that's like a very simplistic explanation yeah. of what Buffy is. Hey, look, at that point, that was, you know, that was enough. That was like, wow, no one's had this idea before. <laughs> Copyright it quick. Sure, but I'm just saying, like, the movie and the TV show are, like, completely different animals as far as I'm of course, concerned. Of course. One has Luke Perry and one doesn't, so. That's the only Very discernible difference. Very different. <laughs> one have, is David Boreanaz, the other has Luke Perry. Have you watched the Buffy series? Because I'm have starting you? to yeah. feel like you haven't watched it. <laughs> I mean, I've, I was You haven't era, watched it. So look I've at his face. It. But I have not watched, I watched like, how far did I get? I remember when it came out, I watched like the first two and a half seasons. No. And then I stopped and then I tried again when Angel came out. And no. then obviously I've been alive. So Buffy. I have so many friends. Carly, he hasn't seen Buffy. What do we do here? We need to make him watch Buffy. How? I don't watch, I don't watch You have to start a podcast <laughs> where we watch Buffy. He's not going to do it. Look at his face. He'll do it. He'll do it if I he, make him. He's Ow. refusing his brain. Will you do a Buffy podcast with us? I'm going to take the cherry out of my it's mouth. It's that, Gilmore Girls, um, or Harry Potter. You have to choose. Seeing Gilmore Girls, Gilmore Girls, Girls a few times. Um, I the whole thing? I that one. Yes. Whoa. Um, kind of yes. like once by choice in my early 20s, and then a couple other times just being around it as it's on. Sure. Um, Buffy, no, it's way too fucking long. Life is too short. And <laughs> I mean, although I would do Dawson's Creek. And um, uh, what was your third option? Carly and I both made the same face, and she made an Amy <laughs> face, by the way, because that's definitely an Amy face. That's not, that's me and Alex's running joke, which we both want to not be a joke, because one day we'll just cover all Dawson Creek episodes. We did the thing where we move our head slightly and then mm-hmm. have a quizzical look. <laughs> it was adorable. Unless it was uh, it's adorable over the internet. If it had been in person, it would have been terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> it's fair. That's uh, kind of just me in a nutshell. Like, I'm adorable on the internet and on podcast <laughs> form, and then in person, people are terrified of me. <laughs> They're not. Um, so I said no to Buffy, maybe to <laughs> Gilmore. What was the third one? Well, we were talking about doing a Harry Potter podcast. Oh, Harry Potter. Oh, I'll do that. That's only fucking, what, seven movies? And I've seen all those a couple of times. Four yeah, but here's hours. the thing. You have to read I'm not the reading books. the books. I'm not reading the fucking <laughs> books. I can be that dynamic. I can be, you know, like the perspective of the person who's never really read Harry Potter. I think other that's than fair because the then book. I'll be like, you don't even get that all this stuff happens. Yeah, then you can just dis- discount all my opinions. <laughs> That sounds like a great show to me. It does. Sound <laughs> I like love a good the kind show. of show where I can discount all of your opinions. Because, like, you've really read the books. I've read them, but it's been a minute. And I also love the movies. And then Al just hasn't read the books and at I, all. I, I hate reading. But to be so. fair, if we did a Harry Potter podcast, I would read the books again. See, even better. And I wouldn't even once. So it's perfect. But they're so good. They are. They're really good. If you don't like reading, that's fine. Jim Dale does a fantastic job narrating. We've them. also discussed redoing our Face Punch Sunday brunch series about Twilight. I would do that for sure. Oh, it's for so sure. good. I'm it not reading so that either. Freaking good. <laughs> so good. I have feelings about all of those movies and all the Harry Potter Everyone movies. Everyone has feelings about all those all movies. Have feelings. Like quite strong feelings. If people don't have strong feelings about Twilight, I don't want to know them. No, but I mean, like, not just one feeling. I mean, like, a range no, of I, feelings. No, I want, want a range of feelings. All the feelings. I think most humans with human brains oh feel a range of emotion when watching and reading Twilight. Yeah, most people I know feel one emotion while watching Twilight. And it's because they're lying, though. 
I don't <laughs> trust or themselves. believe those people. Those people care too much about what other people think to have real opinions. So I don't mm. trust that. Because there's no way you can watch Twilight and feel one thing about it. I, I challenge anyone to honestly feel one thing That's about fair. Twilight after watching it. Can I feel two things? No. What's the limit? What's the lowest five. bracket of feelings you can have? That's five, five things. There's How a about, range. This is, okay. This is the pitch for the podcast. We watch Twilight <laughs> and I have to count the range of emotions. I have we tally them. And yeah. if it dips below five, then, you know, and I'll be honest. Pie to the face. I want makeup or I think hide it should feelings. be a line chart. I'm happy to like, I'll put like a medical equipment to me, whatever. You can hook me up. Medical equipment. You can read my fear factor, <laughs> my happy factor, my sad run. factor. I don't know how many other feelings there are. Those are the only three I know. <laughs> Afraid, sad, and occasionally happy. I, I think there's more... Nope. Love, lust, confusion, confusion, confusion. That's all. That's all afraid. All I think that's like the me. baseline. I think confusion's the baseline. Yeah, but mm. then there's also like lust, love, afraid, afraid. hate, afraid, worry, adorable S- puppies, fear, afraid, <laughs> cuteness. There's a level wait. of cuteness. It's not just one level of cuteness. If you want more of this, of listeners, cuteness. wait for the twilight. <laughs> Funny. <laughs> Laughter. I, I, I would... Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm telling you, it's mostly afraid. Afraid <laughs> of sure. what? Vampires. All, all the above. All the above. Everything you do. Like laughing too much. Of... of what was the other one she said? Heights? I don't know. Something. Sure. Yep. I didn't say anything about heights. No, nope, but are you, you know? referring to the spider monkey scene? <laughs> Hop on, spider monkey, or hold Hop up. Hop on, spider monkey. All right, Edward. Let's go. That's him climbing. I'm definitely afraid. I'm definitely, yeah, afraid of some things that happen towards the end of that series for sure. It's wonderful. Beautiful. Mm. Are you fun. talking about Renesme? She's a treasure to behold. No, I'm talking about plot things that happen. Shh, people. It's fine. Sorry, sorry. I have one. I think it was one Twilight film I liked. Tell me which one. There's, I know exactly which one. I it must is. know. It's the last I one. I need to check. Hello, I need to double check the name. No, <laughs> absolutely, it's the last one. Everyone likes the last, last one. one. <laughs> no. Do they? <laughs> are you talking about? Yeah. I had a panic attack during the last one. About? Well, yeah, you had it because of the puppies. Legitimate panic attack. That was the stupidest I've ever felt in my life in that theater, having a panic attack to Twilight. I was like, what the fuck is my life right now? I'm literally did you gonna have did I'm you literally read the having books? a heart attack. Yeah. I read the books. Okay. So you knew that what was gonna happen happened. Uh, yes, but when it you happened went to be that the theater. same dog that looked like my dog and it was a problem. <laughs> it was a problem for my bones. Your dogs do not look like werewolves. <laughs> It, he passed away. He is not here mm. anymore. I'm and sorry. it was a real issue for me at the time. I didn't know that you had any dogs that look like werewolves. He looked like that dog. His little face. And I was like, oh, that one looks like Pip. And then I was like, motherfucker, are you kidding me? And then I had a panic attack in the movie theater in Twilight. And it was embarrassing. Mm. Proceed. Anyway. I don't, I don't think it's embarrassing. Lifetime trauma. I don't think it's embarrassing, Afraid. Carly. <laughs> Dealing with your grief and trauma in public is not 
embarrassing. It's it's a human experience. Why is that crazy girl crying in this theater? Oh, okay. Fuck them. <laughs> Fuck them. Fuck those people. Give me their names and addresses. I'll go over there with a baseball bat. Teach oh, them a thing you. or two about respect. You're the best. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, it, it, it was Eclipse. eclipse I have a, oh, it was Eclipse. Okay. Yeah, but you see, you can. The reason is is because I really I like I like the way it was directed, and then I was afterwards like, hey, who directed this? And I was like, oh, it's fucking David Slade. Yeah, he's a great director. So, which one's it's less about is that the, the second story. one? I think that's the, the third, third one. one. Eclipse is the third. I like the third yeah. one because I really like what they did with um, what's her face's character, uh, Bryce Dallas Howard. Right at oh, that yeah. point, mm-hmm. they switched. They no switched idea. her. Yeah. It's been 11 years. I have no idea. I don't remember any of it. But he directed oh 30 God. Days of Night and he directed Hard Candy like he's a good director. That scene in 30 Days of Night, the overshot, is like so beautiful because it's so like it's the cool comic. Shot. It's oh, yeah. killer. It's cool it totally shot. is. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll figure out our to... podcast next time. No, let's just keep soon. chatting. <laughs> okay. Well, let's close out the episode first. And now no, we no, can no. keep chatting. Have, you, have, either of you, have either of you watched Knowing recently, the Nicolas Cage film? No. Do Carly you see Nicolas Cage I've... on my shirt, though? Oh. Oh, my God. Wild at heart. Oh. I don't know that That's one. pretty great. David, pretty David great. Lynch flick. Um, have you seen Have you seen Knowing? I haven't. Everybody should rewatch Knowing. It's bewildering. I'm now obsessed with. I've said it again. I'm not obsessed. I'm now intrigued with uh, movies that were meant to be blockbusters and cost ridiculous amounts of money. But when you watch them, it's. I mean, obviously they bombed, but they're just bewildering like narratives that make absolutely no sense. And nar- Knowing is one of the best ones of those. The less you know about it, the better. Like Waterworld. Like, watch it. No, because Waterworld makes sense. Like, why that they thought that would make money makes perfect sense. It just like fell apart. Is that the Hemsworth brother? He is. Don't don't read up in it. If you haven't seen it, don't Carly, read it. I'm not. I'm just looking at pictures. He's okay, you just read it. That. Just watch it and don't. It's really bewildering, I, and it's one that you'll never see the places it like goes to. It's just. I actually think I saw this in theaters, but I haven't seen it since. So I was the same. I was like, oh, this is. I remember like not liking this but i came out with a very strong feeling that was ne- i don't know if i've ever felt again so i rewatched it last week and i was like holy shit this <laughs> <one's> insane <laughs> it's just insane I let's do love a it. bonus I episode on knowing Amy. there you go Al, all right will you come back and hang out with we're us gonna, we're gonna we're gonna close out now mm. bye everybody we're being Bye-bye. ushered out <laughs> Al, you thank put your you fucking shirt back on Al, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, it was a pleasure having you, and you're always welcome back anytime. I? I tell you this often, but you uh, pretend like I didn't say it, and then you say, can I come on your show? And then I'm like, yes, you always can come on the show, and then it's a thing. So d- just come on next time. Because you might be into emotional self-harm, but I don't know if, you, if your listeners are. So I'm trying to oh, be respectful. Oh, got you, got you, got you. Yeah, thank you for your thoughts. Um... Okay, so until next week, uh, well, when we're watching Spring and The Lost Boys, yeah. thank you, Wheel of Terrors. Thank you all knowing Wheel of Terrors. Can I say and when they're streaming on so people know? Didn't you already say that? I did, but I'm going to say it again. Spring is on Hulu and Shudder and mm-hmm. Tubby TV, and The Lost Boys is on HBO Max, Tubby TV, and AMC, because there's a subscription apparently for that. 
There you go. I think you'll find it's Tubi TV. I had it confirmed. No, the company it's, themselves. it doesn't matter. <laughs> you did have it confirmed. You are a guest on our show. Yes, and on our show, we say Tubby TV. And that this is girl. a fact. It's Tubby for life. Tubby you TV. You want to be uninvited from future episodes, Al? I was just going to tell everyone to go buy me. your Blu-ray. Everyone, go buy <laughs> the Starfish Blu-ray. That's what Actually, I was going to say. Got, and now I'm, I'm not going to say it. I got, can I promote something else quickly? Yeah, sure. Fine. Because people don't need to pay money for this. They can, can people go on? Uh, I made an album last year. And people could listen to that. Do it. If you like, if you <laughs> like feeling sad, go <laughs> on to Apple because you can just listen to it there if you subscribe. Um, it's called Ghost Light and the album's called Dive Dark. And it's, uh, it, there's music contained within. There is music contained within. I listen almost, to it. Or, yeah, you almost can't defy that there is music contained within. There is. It's Almost. a fact. It is very Almost. sad. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> You're welcome. I mean, that's uh, it's nice. I like your music, but it is very mm-hmm. sad. So if you're mm-hmm. feeling like you want to listen to some sad stuff, I highly recommend it. Do okay. it. Okay. <laughs> Until next week. <laughs> I won't be here. Uh, <laughs> no, I won't. <laughs> I'm Amy. <laughs> and I'm Carly. Bye. Someday we're going to harmonize and it's going to be fucking awesome. Oh, I never even considered that. And I need you now, tonight. I fucking need you more And if you hold me, hold me tonight. I will be holding on forever. And you made a moly fool in the